walking on air. We're walking on air because it's the Media Boat Podcast. And don't feel good. And don't hey. feel good. It's the Media Boat Podcast. If you don't know what we are, we are a podcast that brings you news about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. Um, today is February 20th, 2019. This is episode 163. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. It's true. This is our pre-Oscar show, but yeah. not our Oscar prediction show. Yeah, well, we'll get to that uh, uh, in a little bit here. We'll talk about some Oscar stuff. But yes, our actual predictions for the awards will be in a separate spin-off, spin-off podcast. Shouldn't be very long, uh, but I decided to spin that off uh, because, you know, give us some time to actually talk about it and not feel rushed. Make a case for Black Panther. Make a ca- no. I mean, if you want to do that, go I'll, right ahead. I will make a case for it. I'll make a strong <laughs> case for it. And you're going to be really wrong. We'll see. You're going to be very wrong. We will see. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Well, we'll, we'll get to that here. Yeah. Here is our regular show. Not the regular show, but our yeah. regular show. No, this is, where regular, we this the is our podcast of our regular show. We're just going to sit here and talk about it right now. Uh, regular show the ended. Media Book Podcast, and we always start the Media Book Podcast by talking about movies. And we always start talking about movies by talking about the weekend box office numbers. Yes, uh, as it was a holiday weekend, we have four-day weekend totals. Your four-day weekend totals. So, let's start at the top, and at the top, uh, we had kind of a predictable one. Um, We didn't necessarily pick a number one last week, but if we had, I probably would have guessed this would be it. Alita Battle Angel. Yes, Alita colon Battle Angel from Robert Rodriguez and uh, Lightstorm Studios. Yeah, and executive producer James Cameron. Yes, that, that's the Lightstorm. That's where Lightstorm <laughs> comes in. association Yes. <laughs> but yeah, Alita Battle Angel, this is your um, big eye lady movie. Yes. Big eye CGI, <laughs> anime, action, st- action style film. Every person that I've heard, both on the internet and in real life, that has seen this said that it's ridiculous, like it's fun and it's full of action. It's fun and over And the that's top? what matters. Apparently, that's what this movie is. That's all I would watch from the film. <laughs> It looks like an anime, fun, over-the-top film. So if that's what you want, go see it. It sounds like it's recommended for what it is. And it doesn't pretend to be anything that it's not. So I planned on seeing this yesterday, but I got caught up doing some other stuff um, related. Uh Aha, I figured. So I couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Important things. Yes, I have other important things besides seeing Alita. important things on your calendar. Yes. Uh, but um, it is on my radar. I will go see it. It sounds like a big, dumb popcorn flick that yeah. I will enjoy. Yeah. So if you, uh, plenty of people saw that this weekend, and it made $33 million. That is not plenty of people. I don't know what you're thinking. I mean, $33 million worth of people is not, not is not something to sneeze at. It's not a wonderful total for a movie that ostensibly probably cost $200 million. But... <laughs> It's something. It's a start. Yes, but that this they, is also meant to play for an international audience as well. Yes, and that's why uh, total worldwide, it's sitting at forty-two. Uh, so it made a little additional money worldwide. So oh, that's not think, worldwide. That's well, domestic. That's just domestic. That's just domestic. Ooh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in that case, we'll see uh, how it does uh, internationally to kind of make up for that uh, less than stellar opening. Excuse me, that was a gross burp. Uh, <laughs> totally keeping that in. Yeah, totally didn't realize that was going to come out. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, this is a weird time to release a movie like that. It is. 
Uh, number two, Lego Movie slips down to number two with a twenty-seven million dollars, adding to its sixty-nine million dollar total. Nice, nice. domestic, nice. Uh, but when you realize that the Lego Movie made that in its opening weekend, Shh. we don't like to bring that up. We already had a lower opening. It's not gonna obviously do as well in the second week. I know. It's just these things are gonna happen. Yes. Uh, isn't it romantic? Uh, your uh, Rebel Wilson uh, romantic Chris, comedy Chris satire. Hemsworth. Uh, coming in at number three with $16 million. Okay. Uh, what Men Want, number four, $12 million this week. And Happy Death Day to You rounds out your top five with another $11 million. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Low numbers this week, but what you going to do? Uh, I'm going to see what's coming up this week. If they're... Coming up this weekend, <laughs> you have a big hitter. Okay. This is probably your number one next week. Okay. How to Train Your Dragon 3. Colon. The Hidden World. There you go. The three's not actually in the title. I know. How to Train Your Dragon, colon, The Hidden World. That's but, your one movie this week. But it is How to Train Your Dragon yeah. 3. Everything else got out of the way. This is it. Yep. Uh, uh, I'm planning on seeing this. Uh, okay. I actually turned on the first film. Yeah. Uh, it was on TV the other day. I uh, turned it on. Yeah. Uh, still enjoyable. I have not seen the first one all the way through, and I have not seen the second one at all. Okay. I've seen parts of the first movie. I've had plenty of people tell me that I should and that I, that they're good and that I need to watch them. I just wasn't impressed with what I saw, the parts of what I saw from the first one. I just was like, all right, I'm not interested in any of this. So the first one is time. more of a kid's movie. It's like yeah. a kid training his dog. Or yeah. sorry, training his dragon. It's the vibe I got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a very kid heartfelt thing. And yeah. Second one's more of an adult thing, but they kind of tread the same tracks. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling the third one's going to be the same thing. Kind of. But I enjoy both of them. Yeah. So I'll see it. A lot of people like it, yeah. and that's fine. It's just, yeah, I have a hard time getting into it. It's okay if it's not for you. <laughs> yes, I'm aware. Uh, I'm just getting ahead of that before people start yelling at me. Don't worry, I'll yell at you over Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's it. That's your only movie. So did you see any movies this week? You said you didn't see Alita. No, I did not see Alita. Like I said, no um, movies. No new movies. No new movies. Okay. Uh, yeah, nothing new. Nothing to. Not since Lego. No, no. We blew no. our we blew our movie. We saw Lego. Well, we wanted to see Lego. Yeah. We, we had high high hopes for that. I know. So, no, I didn't see any movies either. So, we can move on okay. to the movie news. All right, let's move on to movie news. Of course, the biggest movie news is that the Academy Awards are this weekend. But, like I said, we'll get to that. Yes. Uh, but the first b- bit is an update about the new Dune. So, I've been tracking this for a while now. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue to track this because... The cast just seems pretty stellar here. A Dune remake is still going to happen. But, yes. Uh, this one is going to be directed by uh, Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Sure. Yes, uh, that. Of, That's your uh, uh, Blade Runner 2049 yes. director. Yes. Um, he has been... And the cast has uh, finally been revealed. It will star hot uh, piece uh, actor uh, currently uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yes, future Batman. Yeah, 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 we'll see about that. I'm calling it future Batman. <laughs> Rebecca Ferguson, Dave Bautista, Stellan Skarsgård, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin, and recently added Jason Momoa. That sounds like a pretty good cast. Or right Jason Momoji, as I started calling him. 
Not Jason Mimosa? No, Jason Jason Mimoji. <laughs> Imagine a Jason Momoa Mimoji. That's a Jason Mimoji. <laughs> Jason Mimoji. Because <laughs> when we were watching the Gram- the Grammys, they showed all those Mimoji commercials. Uh, and so, yeah, so I was like, they should make one of Jason Momoa and call it Jason Mimoji. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, the script was written also by Villanueve. Yes, who also partly wrote um, 2049. Okay, makes sense. Uh, Eric Roth, who I guess co-wrote Starsborn, and John Spates, who co-wrote Doctor Strange. There's some pretty good movies right there. So yeah, uh, pretty decent cast, pretty decent uh, people behind the, the script. Yep, you got some pretty uh, good director. Got some Oscar na- Oscar nominated uh, writers right there. Be all right, Oscar, Oscar winning director. Director, yep. uh, cinematographer. Uh, I mean, if they get a cinematographer, then... yeah, um, we'll see. Libatique, probably. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, Dune's coming together. Uh, finally, I'm yes. sure a lot of people who are a fan of the franchise are very excited by this. Yes. Uh, and for those of you who have no idea what Dune is, it may be weird because you're like, oh, what Dune, sci-fi classic. But then you read the synopsis and like, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. There there may be some disconnect when this comes out, but if anything, it's going to look and feel great. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Uh, yeah. Production design. Again. Yes. <laughs> Talking about some production design, this has got to, got to probably have some production design to it. All right, let's move on to our next story. Yeah. Let's talk about unions. The onions. Yes, let's talk about onions, but let's also talk about unions. Talks have been happening between the WGA, that's the Writers Guild, and the ATA, which is the Association of Talent Agents, for a new franchise agreement uh, that is currently headed in the right direction. Uh, the WGA's main goals would ban packaging deals. If you're not familiar with the term package, Mike, take it away. What's a package? Uh, so a package is currently sitting between my legs. No, okay. no, stop. <laughs> All right. In film lingo, what is a package? Okay, so a package is um, if the the agent mm-hmm. basically packages together a deal with mm-hmm. a writer, director, uh, producer. Basically, because the agent works like is basically representing three different people. Mm-hmm. He could package them together and basically take 10% from each of them. Right. A package deal. Yeah, a package deal. Anyways, uh, this uh, the WGA is trying to ban this. It's not in the best interest of the writers, according to the union. Mm. So they're saying they're trying to ban packaging deals and prohibit agencies from being involved in productions, saying it's a conflict of interest, uh, which would behold an agency's only to their 10% commissions. The current agreement hasn't been renegotiated in more than 40 years, by the way. Yep. And it's set to expire on April 6th, after which the WGA could ask its members to abandon their agents if a deal isn't reached. So they're taking advantage of this expiration and being like, this is our time to, to try to remove these archaic systems that were mm-hmm. developed in the 70s for film. Yep. Uh, I mean, back then, it... I mean, it does make sense because that's how you get writers on films. Like, mm-hmm. you just attach them to it. But if you have big enough names, you're, you're kind of like relying on your agent to force you as a writer to work on specific films that you may or may not actually want to. Right, exactly. This is, a, is like, I think the union's onto something here. You don't want to necessarily trap people into the projects that, that are not, you know, that aren't in their best interest. Right, and the agent, because they would get 10% from it, mm-hmm. 
doesn't have that much of an interest, just as long as you sign the papers and get paid, then they'll get paid. Right. So this is looking more up for the WGA, which is headed in the right direction. Cool. Yeah. Great. That sounds good to me. Well, that's already it for movie news. Two very quick stories for you. Yes. Uh, so let's move right on into television. Well, any other thoughts? No. Okay, I have one. I have one quick thought. Briefly talk about something. Yes, uh, news broke this afternoon that Chris Hemsworth, yes, that Chris Hemsworth, Uh will be playing Hulk Hogan, yes, that Hulk Hogan, in a new biopic. Yeah, I saw that too. uh, Very briefly, (laughs) and I was like, "What? Yeah, (laughs) okay, sure." Uh, that'll be interesting, considering the kind of uh, the, that twenty eighteen was not very kind to the image of Hulk Hogan, uh, Mister Mister Hollywood, and so yeah, um, yes. it'll, it'll be, be interesting sh- to see how what tone that movie takes. I believe it will focus mainly on his wrestling career uh-huh. and not so much his later in life <laughs> exploits. Let's hope. Let's certainly hope so. Yes. All right, now let's talk about TV. Okay, and we always start TV with sports. What's been going on in the world of sports, you ask? Uh, well, well, since you asked, this past weekend <laughs> was the NBA All-Star Game. Yeah, NBA All-Star Weekend. You have down here that Team LeBron yes. beat Team... All right, cross your fingers for me. G- Atento Kunpo. Atento Kunpo. That was close. Yes. Uh, 178 points to 164. That seems a bit on the high side. So did you watch this? I watched the first half. Okay. Was it entertaining at all? Um, it was It was entertaining. I mean, the score was 98 of like 87. Yeah. Uh, my favorite basketball player with a Pokemon last name, uh, Kevin Durant. Yes. Uh, was your all-star the, MVP with 38 points. Yes. Uh, he almost had a triple-double, actually, Delicious. in the game. I know. So. I could go for that right now, actually. <laughs> Yeah, he was a uh, two block shy or two assist shy. My bad. In fact, I have a I have a gift card. Oh, uh, that gets me a free triple double. If say if say a I triple know. double, and it's a free burger. It doesn't say what kind. Oh, so I'm assuming that you're free to choose whatever kind of combi- combination burger you want. A frying Dutchman. Uh, I I it doesn't say you can't. Okay, I'm interpreting <laughs> the, the the free burger as any burger I want. Um, I'll probably just get a double double. Yeah, I use it. I'm not. I'm not that creative. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like a two by four. It doesn't say you can't get a two by four. Uh, uh, go to two. Get I two need by to four get from it's construction. Uh, and I need a two by four. Then yeah, I can go and get. You go from in and out. We'll give yeah, you a two by four. In and out. We're talking about in and out burgers, by the way. If you didn't figure that out, uh, we're a California-based podcast. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, what else happened during the All-Star weekend? Uh, the rookie, Hamadou Diallo. Did I do that right? Yeah, yeah, you did. Of the Oklahoma City Thunder, won the dunk contest by jumping over Shaquille O'Neal. Yes, uh, Shaq at seven foot. Is tall. Yeah. So that's no small feat. No, it's not. But In fact, his feet are enormous. <laughs> his feet are 14s, I believe. Probably. 18s, custom made. So that is quite, yeah, that's a challenge with this dude. Yes. Hamadou. Yes. Hamadou, Hamadou, yes. Hamadou did it. No no board springs or anything, just the yeah. springs in his uh, quads. Yeah. Good. 
Just, just natural springs. Yes, natural. Yes, natural springs. Yep. Uh, not those natural springs. Yes, natural spring water. Yep. Uh, jumping over Shaq hey, and cool. dunking it. Cool. Uh, by the way, when he dunked it, his entire arm went into the hoop, so he's hanging like this. Oh yeah, I'll yeah. do it. Oh, and just top it off, he had a Superman yeah. underneath because you know it's, why not? Why not? Because he's proved he was. Yep. Um, also in sports, Manny Machado. Yes. Has agreed to a ten-year. $300 million contract with the San Diego Padres. That is the largest contract ever for a free agent. Previous record holder, Albert Pujols for 10 years, $250 million. Um, cool. So That's a lot of money. It is Does this mean that people aren't going to care about the Padres at all, or is this just? are we still writing off the Padres? So we saw what happened with Albert Pujols. Right. My guess is no. <laughs> so no I don't think anybody's going to still... Still no one will care about the Padres. Unless they somehow find themselves a Mike Trout-esque yeah, player. Like, they need to get another another hitter. Another one. Another one. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something for the Padres. It's something. But that's a great payday. Yeah. That's it for sports. Unless you have anything else that happened in sports land. Uh, golf happened this past weekend in L.A. No one cares. No one cares. Okay. Um, <laughs> nope. Nope. Speaking for everyone. <laughs> oh. I will be speaking, though. Okay. Um, uh, in two weeks, March Madness begins. Wow. Already. Oh, shit. We need to think about our, our bracket. Yes. We need to do a bracket here. Uh, do we need to decide that now? No. Okay, good. But we will be doing our own you did March have, Madness yeah, tournament bracket. I remember... We talked briefly about possibly doing a Marvel bracket. Yes. I don't know if I want to do that, though. Because <laughs> that would involve watching a lot of Marvel movies. And they're all two-plus hours long. Yes. And I don't want to spend my time doing that. Well, see, we did Disney films and then we did Pixar. Maybe we could do something non-Disney related. I was even going to say, maybe, we do something not movie related. We do something not movie we related. We could do television we could even do video games. What if we did video games? What if... Bear uh, with me here. Okay. We did video game franchises. Ooh. Think about it. We could do that. You would be lobbying for Kingdom Hearts the whole time, but that's okay. That's okay. There's a whole <laughs> Nintendo slew of stuff Because Pokemon would probably beat it. So yeah, this is we'll talk about but this. Lore. There's yes. a lot of options there, within yes. video games that I that, that I think we could. Consider. Yeah, I I think we don't need to necessarily do, do films. We don't, we don't need, need to do movies. movies. No, we've done movies. Yes, <laughs> we've done the movies we cared about. Yes, we're done. We can move on. Yes, we have we have four other stuff. There are three other topics we can. <laughs> four other things. <laughs> yes. Sports. No, no, we're not doing sports. That's two on the nose. Well, are you sure? <laughs> All right. We can't do but, a real March Madness. <laughs> March Madness. That's just. It's not our brand. All right. But anyways, we'll yes, talk about that we will be uh, probably next week. Probably. Next week, we will have our own March Madness tournament bracket style, whatever yeah, we'll list figure, we're doing. We'll figure that out. Next week. Yeah. We'll, we'll give that more information. Next but week. we have more TV news to get to. We do. Let's talk about television news proper. Our first story, everything in the 90s is coming back. So... Yeah, here's a story about another thing from the 90s that is coming back. So it's not a story about a man named Brady? No, but it is a story about some kids who decided to put on a sketch show. 
What, they think they're all that or something? They do. Yes, all that Nickelodeon's sketch show from the 90s is getting revived with an all-new cast because everybody knew this was going to happen. Yep. Uh, Keenan Thompson uh, is back as executive producer. Good for him. Hey! Uh, back at the, 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 the show that birthed his talent. Uh, President Nickelodeon Brian Robbins was a co-creator and executive producer of the original series. And he and Thompson have remained close ever since. The program would be, quote, a mashup of some of the old sketches and lots of new sketches. This is smart. Yep. I think because if you... Now, what they... But here's my question, though. What do they mean by a mashup of the old sketches? Are they literally going to re-air old sketches? Or is this saying they're going to have a new cast do the old sketches? I say do the new cast do the old sketches. You do a Good Burger sketch. You do a... Lori Beth Timbers. You do uh, weekly reports. French speaking French in the bathtub thing. Yes, French in the bathtub. You do the bits that everybody remembers. Yes, yeah. you do. You do the bits because they're because not only do you have kids watch this, but you have parents watch this. Parents watching who this. have? Oh God, you, parents that grew up watching. Yes, all that. Hey, that's and us. Kids now. That's us. <laughs> that's us. You, you see but this yeah. kid here? That's us. I know that's us. Uh, we don't have kids. Uh, <laughs> uh, you do the pee lady. Wow, these are all Keaton Thompson sketches. I'm just realizing they are. He, yeah. he was kind of a big. Part. He's kind of yeah. He was kind of like a big thing there. So yeah, um, this is a good idea. I think it's time. Yeah. Uh, for for something like this, I think this is also how you launch a bunch of uh, new uh, comedy careers. Uh, I mean, this is what gave us Keenan Thompson. This could give us yeah. somebody who in who in 20 years time could be. Uh, Enjoying his fifth season on SNL. Well, not only did it give us Keenan well, Thompson, it also gave us Amanda Bynes. Right. Well, yeah. But. <laughs> hey, she had the Amanda show. Less successful, let's say. In well, in, in the later years. But yeah. at least it was successful. Yeah, that's true. She was a TV star, or a movie star. Yeah. Uh, this is cool. Yeah. Uh, and I'm ex- uh, interested to see what happens. Let's move on. Our next story, like I said, uh, is about the Academy Awards. Yes. Uh, but we're going to just briefly talk about some of the continuing drama surrounding them. Because, yet again, the, the Academy has uh, doubled back on something that they said they were going to do. So Last week, we talked about how there were going to be cut categories that would be taking place during the commercial breaks. People didn't like that. Um, not just people like you and me, yeah. but directors, cinematographers, actors. Uh-huh. The people basically, who are supposedly being honored by the telecast. Yeah, and not just those who were nominated, but people who were attending. So they caved. They will oh. now oh, yeah, they caved. all the awards on TV. They, they will not cut anything this time around. There's still no host, but as rumored, a rotating cast of celebrity presenters will be your host. Well, we do have the list of people who will be presenting. Yeah. We have Chris Evans, Brie Larson. Sound familiar? They got something to promote. They do have something to promote. Uh, Aquafina, mm-hmm. Daniel Craig, Tina Fey, Whoopi mm-hmm. Goldberg, mm-hmm. J-Lo, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph. I assume they're a joint package. I would assume. Uh, Charlize Theron. Okay. Constance Wu, Javier Bardem, Chadwick Boseman, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Keegan Michael Key, uh, James McAvoy, Melissa McCarthy, Jason Momoa, Sarah Paulson, and Casey Musgraves. I heard about Casey Musgraves. Yes, that's exciting. Yes, and many more. 
Not, not Mandy Moore. I was going to say, not Mandy Moore. She's had a rough week. <laughs> uh, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, but, but many, many more. Many, many more. Yes. Well, okay. That's so, a pretty good lineup. So they were able to wrangle stars to present, but... Ringo Starr is going to present? Oh, hopefully. <laughs> but no, st- no host, because <laughs> so Kevin Hart. <laughs> Anyways. Well, that's exciting. Uh, so, yeah. Like I said, uh, stay tuned. Uh, after this podcast, it won't be... Uh, actually, we could totally stream it live. Why not? We could stream it live. Yeah. After this podcast, stay tuned. And, uh, yeah, we will stay on uh, to talk about uh, our Oscar predictions. So uh, keep your ears peeled for that later. But first, we have to talk about some television that you watch. Okay, so we have some thoughts to get to. So there's two things that you want to talk about. Yes. Both of them are Netflix releases. Yes. And I'm uh, glad you watched uh, watched these because I didn't know one of them had happened. And the other, I have zero interest in watching. So okay. which one do you want to talk about first? So first we're going to talk about the Valentine's Day special uh, yeah. from Big Mouth. So yeah, I noticed on Netflix that the little thing on Big Mouth said new episodes. No. And I was confused. I was yes. like, there are new episodes? I didn't realize that. What it really means by that is there is a Netflix-mandated holiday special waiting for you. Yes. It is the Valentine's Day holiday special. Why do you think that Netflix makes all their shows do specials? Usually it's Christmas-related, but in this case, it was a Valentine's Day. Why do you think that they have that? Uh, well, it not only promotes the show in an off-season, but it also gives... Fans of the show, something in between seasons. Because yes. they dump seasons, so you binge it. Yeah. It's not like something where you can slow burn a TV show that on the cable where you're waiting week after week after week. No, this is just, I'm going to watch this over the weekend and then I'm going to be done with it. But that's why they have this. I guess. I, I, I just, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm still curious. I don't know. Anyways, so yeah, Big Mouth. Okay. So, anyways, uh, this is broken up into three separate parts or. Three set three chapters, you could say. Um, it's got the big mouth favorites. It's a musical. Uh-huh. It's comedy. Yeah, but there is definitely something missing. Something uh, did not really yeah, grab me while right. I was watching it, where I was like invested. Maybe because I knew this was a holiday special. Yeah, it was because a I know this is nothing. a one-off and nothing really matters in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of how I feel. But yeah, a lot of the jokes were. Hit and miss. A lot of them were over the top and then not at all. They were not advancing any type of plot, any type of anything. This is definitely a one-off thing that... Definitely a special that... Not really sure if I'm glad I watched it or not. Because it doesn't really help anything. Unnecessary. It is unnecessary. Okay. So I don't need to watch this? No. Yeah, I'll skip it. Yeah. Even as a fan of Big Mouth... Yeah. I didn't really enjoy watching it. It felt like this is something that they had to put out, like you said. Right. Maybe. Which is... Netflix which, mandated this. Which is a phrasing in that type of universe. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, but that's not the only thing you watched. No. So, oh, that's I watched... last name. <laughs> so, I also uh, continued to watch um, Russian Doll. Yeah, did you finish that? No, because the... <laughs> Because the following episode that I said that I stopped at was that bump that I hit that yeah. I was talking about, where this doesn't need to be this long. 
I hit that on the following episode and I stopped watching yeah, it. Yeah, you're just like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, there's two more episodes left. I'll finish it, but that, but at that two hour mark, I I hit it. I hit that bump that I knew I was going to hit, which is why is this still a thing? Why am I still? I'm no longer invested in the characters. I kind of want to get to the resolution now, which is what should have been a movie, a two right. two and a half hour movie. And I hit yeah. that at the two hour mark. I knew it was going to happen. Sure enough. And I'm just sitting there through through that episode thinking, I kind of want to just get to the solution now. I don't need any more information from you guys. I don't need any more investment. <laughs> just tell me how it ends. Yeah, that's not a good sign. No, it's not. But you did watch something else. Yes, I did watch something else. Uh, something that I should have been watching over the weekend, but... But... Daytona happened. Oh, that also happened. Daytona? Yeah. You didn't talk about that in sports. Yeah, I didn't need to. It's not really a sport. Daytona happened. Hey! <laughs> uh, I talked about it last you week. You said it, not me. I talked about it last week, though. Um, Daytona? Yeah. Daytona happened, um, but watch that. And then I decided to turn on Netflix and watch The Umbrella Academy. All right. So... I know a lot of people who are invested in this. What do you think? Um, I am kind of invested in this. Kind of? Yes. Um, I am three episodes in. The premise is the world's going to end. But this is also based on comic books, so the world's always going to end. Yeah, yeah. That's Uh, what we expected. Yes. Uh, The Umbrella Academy, based off the DC, uh, not the DC, the Dark Horse uh, comic book of the same name. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is about mysterious... Births that happen. I do want to say real briefly. Notably, co-created by none other than Gerard Way, former lead of My Chemical Romance. Did you know that? No, but that definitely <laughs> explains the music choices. <laughs> Fun fact. In his um, um, latter days, uh, he has worked on comic books. Okay. Yeah. Fun hmm. fact. Fun fact. Well, uh... <laughs> I don't know if that colors your opinion or not, but yeah. No, not really. Yes. Uh, but, anyways, the plot. <laughs> yes. So, um, this, this, so there's like these mysterious persons that happen around the world, and the this eccentric billionaire in the universe gathers up seven of those kids um, and raises them to be superheroes. But one goes missing. And so they kind of all drift apart until the kid comes back mm-hmm. as a kid. And they all come back together, and the kid informs them, I've been to the future. The world will end in eight days. We must save it. Thus begins the Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. So, that like hook it. is interesting. Do you like it? I like, I kind of like it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the powers. I like the dynamics between uh, each of the characters. I like that it's a family-esque uh, hodgepodge of characters. Mm-hmm. Um... Funny enough, the one character I don't really like is Ellen Page, and she's the lead. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, probably because she doesn't have a power, although I'm assuming she will definitely get a power, as is comic book related. Sure. Um, but the hook is interesting, the characters are interesting, the family dynamic is interesting, and the powers are all different and interesting. So, it's got a lot going for it. It's got a lot to keep me hooked. And I'm excited to see where the universe goes. Okay. Cool. 
Um, did you? Uh, how much of this did you watch? About three episodes. Three episodes. Okay. Yeah. And there's probably like the Netflix mandated ten. Uh, this one is ten episodes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, side note: possible spoiler. Okay. The butler in this thing did is, it. Possibly did it. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, you're not. not uh, I'm wrong. not wrong. No. <laughs> But is an interesting character. <laughs> so much so, I'm not sure if I like him or not. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to spoil who plays him. I, 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 I don't know. Because, one, that's a big spoiler. Uh, but two, it's definitely a weird choice. It's definitely a, co- a super comic book thing. But, what I'm... So, setting all the plot aside, the thing that hooks me on the show is the action sequences. Okay. Remember how when we watched Daredevil and we saw the hallway fight, I thought, yeah. yes, this is great. That was cool. That was yeah. cool. Well, this takes, this is like double that. Okay. The Each fight is basically a music video. <laughs> That's cool. Set to a pop song and just so much action and quick cuts and to the beat and it's, Fantastic! The fighting in this is fantastic. The choreography is great. I want this thing to win awards for the choreography. Okay. It maybe probably won't, but it probably maybe. won't. It probably won't. <laughs> but the but it, there's enough action sequences between each episode to get through the mundane. We have to talk about exposition here. Yeah. And then we get into fight scenes, and it's like awesome and great. And then you get to more exposition, but there's enough in between to keep it going. And I like it. I'm enjoying it. I look forward to watching more of this. Cool. This looks like a surefire hit series for Netflix, considering that they've gotten rid of their, their Marvel. Marvel stuff, which yeah. we'll get to. Um, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. But yeah, the music of this thing is, like, it's great. The the pacing, the uh, the choice, music choice. So when you said Chemical Romance. Yeah, like, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. These are all like pop, rock, hard, hard-hitting uh, songs. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, very cool. Uh, so you're going to stick with us and uh, you'll report back when you finish? Yeah, I'm definitely going to finish this. Okay. Uh, one of the people we went to film school with mm-hmm. uh, is stars in this. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, who? Uh, <laughs> Diego, number two. Um, sibling number two. You don't know. Yeah, so know. you don't know because you were in any of the production classes. Oh, yeah. He but I took, dude. like, four production classes with Weird. him. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah, uh, we're Castle friends with over here. Yeah, we're Facebook friends. All right. Cool. That's cool. Let's move on. Uh, so, so yeah, that's actually why I originally watched it because he was it. in it. Not well, because connection. Ellen Page. Not because you had any sort of investment. Just him. Okay. But I right. invested in everything else now. All right. That's cool. Great. So you'll report back later on that. But let's move on. Two cancellations and renewals. Okay. We have a lot to get through in cancellations and renewals, and even two that you didn't mention that we just uh, mentioned, so we should probably talk about Well, it. that's why I mentioned it right Netflix now. Netflix has axed uh, the last two uh, Marvel shows on their repertoire. Officially. Officially. So that's uh, Jessica Jones and... The Punisher. The Punisher. They're both yes. done. Uh, all of them are canceled. Yeah, season three of Jessica Jones will still premiere, mm-hmm. but that's it. That's, that's it. all you're getting. That's all we're getting. That's it. So yeah, uh, this is obviously like we keep saying, a move to bring over all Marvel properties mm-hmm. to the future, uh, upcoming uh, Disney Plus. Yes, which still does not have a release date. No. Just sometime later this year. Which is weird because uh, I thought for sure it would have hit already, but maybe they wait until summer. <laughs> Maybe. We'll find out. 
Well, I think they're going to wait definitely till after Avengers Endgame. Maybe. And then be like, oh, or what they'll do is at the April 1st, they'll say, yeah. oh, you want to catch up with all the Avengers? It's like, here, here you go. go. Here's everything. You got a month. <laughs> Maybe. That wouldn't be a bad pull. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. We'll see. Moving on. Don't take my idea. Or do. Just pay me. <laughs> Cancellations and renewals. Yes. Let's go through the rest of them besides Netflix. Although there are some Netflix stuff happening later. The Sun on AMC. Cancelled. But it will end after its currently scheduled second season. Yep. Uh, that's done. The Sun is done. The Sun is done. The Sun went down. <laughs> Into the Badlands on AMC. Also, also cancelled after its third season. Woo! Project Blue Book on History will get a second season. Running Wild with Bear Grylls will get a fifth season on Nat Geo. Yes, formerly on NBC, mm-hmm. but has currently moved to Nat Geo. Counterpart. Or National Geographic, yeah. however you want to say Nat it. Nat Geo, that's what we call it. Yes. Uh, Counterpart, canceled after two seasons on Stars. The other two uh, will get renewed for a second season on uh, Comedy Central. I've actually heard good things about this show. Uh, yes, this is the show currently airing after Broad City. Right, yeah. Uh, I see the commercials for it. I like the premise. It seems interesting. I just haven't watched it yet. Again, Comedy Central. I would watch your stuff if I had access to it. <laughs> if you didn't brick with every single streaming service that I've ever run. Don't yell at Comedy Central <laughs> for saying. Viacom's mistakes. I know, I know, I know. Um, uh, last call like Carson Comedy Daly Central. after 17 seasons of Carson Daly uh, booking really good musical acts and having really interesting guests it has been cancelled by NBC so I, the best comment I saw on this was uh, Carson Daly cancelled after executives find out he still has a show pretty much yeah. yeah I mean Carson Daly was doing a show after one they took a studio away from him Two, after they took an outdoor studio away from him. And three, basically when he was just doing the show at bars. Like, Carson Daly had gotten to the point where he was just doing Last Call pretty much wherever he w- people would have him. Well, you, four, <laughs> you do realize this was airing at like 2 o'clock yeah, in the morning? it always has. Yeah. And that's the crazy part. It's like... <laughs> yeah. It's 2 o'clock in the morning for an hour. He just, just kept doing just, it. Why not? I mean... It's programming somehow. He got it going for 17 years. But yeah, this is interesting to me also because this is the second job that he's now officially done with. He also is done, presu- I heard. I had heard that he was done with radio as well. Yes. So he's done with radio. He's done with late night. What's next for Carson Daly? Hmm, I don't know. Internet radio? <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, good for him. 17 yeah. seasons. Uh, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan on Prime Video will get a third season. Ahead of its season two debut uh, later this year. American Ninja Warrior will get an eighth season on NBC. Keeps chugging along. I mean, it's cheap to produce and people watch it. As previously reported on the Media Boat Podcast, USA is bringing back Psych for a two, for not one, but two TV movies. Yes. Yeah, well, I remember when we talked about that a while ago. Well, that's now official. Uh, yeah, that first movie was a surprise hit. Yeah. And, yeah, it's definitely programming. People people like Psych. People like Psych. Alexa and Katie. I'm glad we don't have an Alexa in here because I think I was talking to it. Uh, it gets a third season on Netflix. 
Carmen Sandiego, the animated series, will also get a second season on Netflix. That's something I should probably check out. At some point. I don't know. Friends from College. Cancelled after two seasons on Netflix, according to um, the Twitter of uh, one of the creatives behind it. Mm-hmm. This was their choice, not Netflix's. Okay. They wanted to end it. It's done. It's done. They chose not to bring it forward. And lastly, The Man in the High Castle. Cancelled after four seasons on Prime Video. But I'm pretty sure in that case, it'd probably run its course. Uh, it's based it's on a book. specific book. And like, yeah, I probably was like, yeah. We did it. We did our thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were done with the book after season two. <laughs> so, yeah. We probably were like, yeah, this is done. Let's just end this. We're just retreading the same thing here. We don't need to. That's it. We have no death, so that means we get to move on to music. Okay. So, we get on to music and the, and the death of the billboard. Well, not really. It's still alive. Okay, yes. The billboard is still alive. Uh, the, the top five... Or sorry, top three are dead to me. <laughs> As your Hot 100 singles chart... Yes, your singles chart is uh, dominated this week by one person. Yes, uh, your favorite Starbucks order, Ariana Grande. It is. It is my favorite Starbucks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, actually go to a Starbucks and order an Ariana Grande. They will not know what you're talking about. Instead, go to a Taco Bell and order an Ariana Grande. And they will also not know what you're talking about. <laughs> but... We do know what Ariana Grande is talking about because she has not only taken number one, she's taken number two and number three. What are those songs? In a descending order. Yes. Uh, Seven Rings uh, is your number one song. For the fourth week in a row. Yes. But Break Up With Your Girlfriend, <laughs> comma, I'm Bored <laughs> is yes. your number two song. Yes, it is. Inexplicably. And if that wasn't, you know, so straightforward... Number three is Thank You, Comma, Next. Still there. Uh, coming up from number seven last week. Yep. Uh, number four is... Oh, by the way, um, side note here. Mm-hmm. This is the first time since the Beatles that yes. any artist has had a the top three spots on yes. the Billboard 100. Also notable, she broke another record uh, by doing this. She broke a record about an individual artist having... More than 10 singles in the top Hot 100 or something. She has 11 this week, which breaks the previous record. Wasn't that Drake's? I believe Drake was the previous record holder. Yes, I think you're correct. Yeah, because we talked about that last year yes. with Scorpion. Or, well, or, or, or view, sorry, before that, Views from years. the Six. Yeah. So two years ago. Yeah. So that is broken. Okay. Uh, Ariana now owns that. Or did Post Malone break it? No, it wasn't Post Malone. Okay, with his album, because everyone, apparently everyone streamed that. I don't know. Apparently. Uh, back to the Billboard Hot 100. Yes. Number four, Without Me by Halsey and yep. five, Sunflower, Post Malone and Sway Lee. Yep. So those hanger-ons, but mostly it's Ariana Grande's It's weekend. an Ariana Grande weekend. Yep. It's true. It's, it's what it is. But, uh, for your Billboard 200, your album's chart. Yep. Thank You, Common Next. Yep. Is your number one album. It's a shocker. I know. That is a shocker. shocker. Also broke the record for one day streams. That was the one that was previously held by Post Malone. Okay, I know I saw something yeah, about that. That was what that was. It, one day streams on uh, streaming services. Had, uh, the current record holder now is Ariana. All right. Uh, your number two and three are your Oscar bumps. Yeah. Uh, number two is um, A Star Is Born yep. by Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, yep. and various artists. <laughs> And number three is Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. The soundtrack. Shooting up from like the 50s or something yeah. down the chart into into the top five. 
probably because of a handful of things. One, yes, Oscar buzz. Two, uh, not so great, uh, some, probably for some not so great reasons uh, about the Brian Singer stuff. I will say Brian Singer had a hand in this. Eh, or maybe. a foot or whatever body part he's oh, throwing on let's it. Let's not do that. Let's not go there. Alright. But yeah, uh, so, but uh, there's other stuff on here. Yes, uh, number four is Hoodie Season. With a boogie with a hoodie. Yep, still there. And number five, your favorite, beer bongs and Bentley's <laughs> Post Malone. I did note one more, though, in yes. the top ten that yes. we kind of called last week. Cracking the top ten yep. with the uh, Album of the Year bump. Award bump. Yep. Bump. <laughs> um, Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves. Number nine. Yes. Uh, the radio at work, they constantly play uh, Rainbow. Good. And they constantly, uh, in the, the ads, say, hot from the album of the year. Yeah. Casey Musgraves with gold, Golden Hour. So here's Rainbow. So here's, okay, I want to say this briefly before we move on to music news. It's hard for me to grapple with the Grammys because it feel like sometimes they matter and sometimes they don't. This is one of the rare times where I'm like, actually, they totally matter in this case because they're helping Casey finally get radio play. Yeah. She had been shut out of radio play before this. Uh, I had only heard uh, music off of Golden Golden Hour in shopping centers. Oh, in Starbucks. They play that thing Starbucks, all the time. And like, yeah, like Target, your, your malls. Your malls. And like, that's it, though. Like, I didn't hear it in any radio station, especially not the pop stations. Right. It took a Grammy for album of the year for people to start playing Rainbow. Yeah. Which and, is isn't even the best song unlikely, on that thing. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. It's an unlikely pick for radio. It is. And it surprised me that this is what is finally getting her radio play. I know. But I'm all for it. Like, absolutely. More people need to hear like, that song. More need to be, people need to hear this record. Rainbow is a nice song. It's a ballad. It's though. a ballad. But, like, like you said, there are other hits on that album yeah. that have gotten radio play. But not as much. But not as much as it should. Yeah. And, like, specifically country radio play. Yeah, country not, radio still continues to largely ignore Casey Musgraves, yeah. which is unfortunate. But we'll see. Well, when you got hits like Florida Georgia Line, do you uh, need... Yes! Yes, you do! Casey you Musgraves? need <laughs> Casey Musgraves! Anyways. Uh, I'll talk about Florida Georgia Line in a bit here. Oh, no. <laughs> I was fearing this. All right. But we have some news to get to first. We have some music news, and it's <laughs> kind of not a great week for music news. So, speaking uh Well, before we get to music uh. news... We have some new releases. We do have new releases. What am I going to be listening to this week? I know what you're going to be listening to, but here's the new releases. All right. We have Dream Theater with Distance Over Time equals my life, I guess. <laughs> what? Uh, it's just Distance Over Time. Okay. It's but that's so the... No, no, that's like a, a math equation. It does sound like Distance Over Time equals... I forget. I don't know. My That's why I said my life. I forget what the answer <laughs> is, but... Uh, we have also uh, Gary Clark Jr. with... This land, and that land, and your land, and her no, land. Just this no, land. it's just this land. Uh, we also have Kelani with While We Wait. We have Telekinesis with Effuction. Effusion? Effusion? Is that an L? <laughs> Effuxion? Uh-huh. Yeah. And lastly, we have Lil Pump. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Lil Pump with... Harvard dropout. 
I assume that's how it's spelled. Wait. Harvard. With an E. Okay. Who, who made this album? Well, Pomp. <laughs> Lil Pump. Lil Pump? Lil Pump. Yes, Lil, Lil Pump. Lil Pump. Uh, yeah. Yes, Lil Pump. Yes. With. Like I said, Lil Pump. Harvard. 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 There's an E where it's not supposed to be. Yeah. And Google is telling me this is spelt wrong, which <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> Alright, those are your new releases this week. Yes. Music news. Music news. So we mentioned Queen got the uh, bump, the uh, uh, the album bump for Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep. Well, they're not done. As Queen, yes, the surviving members of Queen, right, uh, will perform at the Academy Awards on Sunday for 90 seconds. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> at least they will be broadcast for 90 seconds because I believe that rule is still in effect. I think so. They're not going to show all yeah, the all songs. The songs the That's the one songs. thing I saw that they didn't neg on. Uh, they said that it said just the two songs that they're going to have everyone sing, but it's only for 90 seconds. Right. I have not seen them take the 90 seconds back yet. As far as I know, no. But I could. we could be wrong. Right. Uh, anyways, no, this... wrong. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyways, this move, uh, which is not by a surprise, uh-huh. comes in the wake of a blockbuster success of Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, that biopic uh, about the band <laughs> and its late singer, Freddie Mercury. Oh, you mean the biopic? Yes, the biopic. But apparently <laughs> Queen is going to be joined by Adam Lambert. Yeah, as, as, they, as they have been, when as they have been in touring. Yeah. Uh, this means that Rami Malek will not be singing. No, and I don't expect him to. That no. is not a movie where he was singing to tape. That was <laughs> that was a movie where he was definitely in the studio recording. That. Oh yeah, but Adam Lambert made it to the Oscars, or Queen made it to the Academy Awards. However you sure. want to look yeah, at however it. However you want to look at this, I'm sure some people are excited about this. But this is just a testament to how slow of a music week this was. Because <laughs> this was all I could find. I was like, fine. Whatever this fits. Yes. Uh, Lady Gaga will be performing with yes. or without Bradley Cooper. Unsure. Yeah, unsure. At this point. We'll see. I assume he'll get on stage and do it. I assume that they'll do it. Because why not? They're both going to be there. Yeah. It's not like he's off Yeah, he has to be there. Well, yeah, he's like director nominated. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. I expect them to be there. But we uh, have, like, the legit music news of the week. Yeah, unfortunately, the big news this week was a downer, so let's get through it. So, Ryan Adams. Not, not get... Brian Adams. Yes. Not not that Adams. <laughs> um, singer. Songwriter. Accused sexual misconduct person? Yeah. Well, uh, he's been accused... Of that and some manipulative behavior. Right. Uh, this is according to a New York Times article uh, published last Wednesday. Yes. Um, we did cover it last week because... Because it was happening pretty much as we were podcasting. Yeah, that is correct. Like I saw the news the <laughs> next morning. Yep. Uh, anyways, um, seven, that's right, count them, seven yes. women and probably more than a dozen associates, quote, described a pattern of manipulative behavior... In which Adams dangled career opportunities. This is him dangling it. Uh, does not play over podcast, no, but it definitely plays on our right. YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
dangling opportunities while simultaneously pursuing female artists for sex. Um, the article claims that in some cases, they said he would turn domineering and vengeful, jerking away his offers of support uh, when spurned and subjecting women to emotional and verbal abuse and harassments in texts on social media. Yeah. So yeah, uh, he's been accused of all of the above. Uh, the worst of the worst of the uh, accusations was in one situation. They said that he was uh, texting uh, sexually with a underage girl. That's the one I saw. That specifically is being investigated right now by the FBI. Yes. Uh, other than that, though, there has been other fallout here. Um, his record label has decided that they will no longer release his upcoming album, which he was in the middle of doing uh, PR for <laughs> uh, just a week ago. He was releasing singles to music blogs. That thing was gonna happen, and now it just isn't. Uh, no, that doesn't Alex. mean that he can't self-release. That doesn't mean that he can't get another uh, uh, label to release it. It just means that his label, the current contract he has right now, is giving him the, the, the boot. Well, even if he does get it out, you, then you got to get people to, one, listen to it, and two, play it on yeah. the radio or somewhere. That's the other thing. Radio stations have also started dropping him from their lineups. Probably mostly your um, your college radio stations, as I don't think right as material is being played in any major stations these days. <laughs> no, but I do suggest that... That Brian Adams will unfortunately <laughs> also be collateral damage. Here. Yes, yes. People are going to be like, "No, Brian Adams is still fine." <laughs> At least I think he's fine. I actually don't know. Um, it is also important to note here a couple of other things. Um, his ex-wife Mandy Moore. Yes, that Mandy Moore. Here's where we bring it back down to that Mandy Moore. Was one of the women who spoke out, um, and she kind of describes in the path uh, in the in the piece in the Times piece. Um, how it wasn't a great marriage after all, and that she uh, has a lot of regrets about that whole situation. Um, also, artist Phoebe Bridgers, who I'm a big fan of, who we talked about just a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. with the Better Oblivion Com Community Center record. Um, she spoke out as well about his her interactions with him uh, and how basically he was trying to uh, get coerce her into similar things uh, to other people. And there's another story about a woman... I forget her name, unfortunately, uh, who was in conversations with him and basically has now abandoned the music industry completely due to the effect that it had on her. So, yeah, um, it's a good thing that he's going to come up. It's apparently a lot of people. This was one of those um, uh, similar to um, the Weinstein case. Uh, where open people, secrets. People knew this. People knew. Just nobody wanted to say anything because of how much power ryan had in the industry specifically producing wise so you didn't note it note this uh, when you set him up mm -hmm. he's also a very powerful producer he's produced yep. a lot of records for other artists in the last um um uh, uh, about the last decade i would say uh most uh, notably uh uh former rilo kiley front woman uh jenny lewis uh had worked with ryan in the last two records in her career. Okay. She even put out a Brian Adams produced single just two weeks ago. Oh. And so she had to come out and basically be like, yes, we had a professional relationship. I will no longer be working with Ryan. And I believe the women. And so she was smart to put that out. Well, since then, a lot of other artists that have worked directly with Ryan the last couple of years have also come out um, to denounce him. 
Yeah, and it's about time. Uh, like I said, it was an open secret. Everybody knew that he was kind of a scumbag. I read a book. That book, um, the... Um, Girl in the Band? No! Mimi in the Bathroom. The book that's about the 2000s indie rock scene. Okay. That has a lot of quotes from Ryan Adams. It's an oral history. It also has a lot of quotes from people about Ryan Adams and how big of a scumbag he was even back in the 2000s. How he allegedly like got people addicted to heroin... Uh, like was basically a, a bad influence all around. So, like you said, open secret. It was open secret. Everybody kind of knew he was a scumbag, but he had just enough power because that's how these things work. Uh, unfortunately, in these industries, that he kept on being able to do what he does. Yep. You know, if you make hits, people overlook stuff. People are willing to overlook things, but not for money. So yeah, hopefully this means that other similar uh, tr- trash bags get uh, ousted too. All right. Well, speaking of trash bags, yes, we have some thoughts. We do have some thoughts, <laughs> and there are definitely some trash bags to talk about here. Um, so we both listened to something. Uh, I listened to two things. I listened to two things too. We actually have a crossover. Oh boy. Take a guess which one it was. I don't know actually which one you listened to. I but... Okay, so <laughs> we're gonna start with you. Because um, I have catch up to do. Yes, this is a saw. This is an album that's been just hanging there that you said I'm going to listen to. I'm going to listen to. Yeah, okay. And we finally got. And to you know it. what? I probably could have gotten away with just lying and said that I had listened to this thing because this was exactly what I thought it would be. All right. So of course we're talking about dinner. So DNA is the new Backstreet Boys record. I would call it a comeback, but it's not because they've put, been putting out music pretty consistently since, what, 2015? Yeah. When they went on that comeback tour with the new kids on the block. Yeah, the We're Not Dead. Yeah, <laughs> We're Still Alive. Or, or whatever still that recording. album was called. But yeah, uh, Backstreet Boys. Uh, or we're, we're Still Here, that's right. I'm going to surprise no one by saying this, but it sounds like the Backstreet Boys. I am shocked. But it sounds like the Backstreet Boys in 2019. In fact, I was kind of surprised that how well actually... Backstreet Boys style music still can hang. Like, that kind of pop is coming back. And I think that the fact that they can still go and tour and still pe- people still care about them, that's very telling. That, like, and it's, I think it's partially because that sound kind of didn't go away. Okay. Uh, there are songs on this album that sound like classic Backstreet Boys tracks that could have come out in 2002. There are also songs that could that fit in with the kind of style that you're hearing on modern pop radio. The fact that they can be chameleons like that and do both is pretty impressive, I think. And it wasn't a bad time. It was fine. Like, I, I think this is a pretty middle-of-the-road, maybe a little slightly above the average uh, pop record. If you like the sound of those guys' voices, here it is. Again. And it's just how they used to sound. Like, the Backstreet Boys didn't go away. Like, and this is proof. Like, they were kept doing this thing. Unlike NSYNC, they are not just captured in time. They are a continuing act. And this shows off their strengths. I think this was fine. And if this sounds interesting to you, and if you like Backstreet Boys, if you ever have, especially if you like them back in the day, check this out. Okay. They've aged well, I guess I guess I, I, I could say. Like a fine boy band. Sure. <laughs> like a fine <laughs> boy band. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's exactly what you think it is, and it's better than I thought it was going to be. Now, because they're no longer the boys... <laughs> right. Well, they are the they're Backstreet Boys. They're a man boys. band. Yeah, so do we call them Backstreet Men now? No, they're still boys. Okay. That <laughs> wasn't what I was going to ask, but it just sounded really cool. So yeah, it's fine. I don't know. It was only number one because it was a slow week. 
Okay. So this is I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. All right. Uh, well, my one question is: okay. Should they be making music like the kids today, even though they're like? Tw- 20, 30 years older than them? They do it in ways that don't sound patronizing. They don't sound like they're making music because they're chasing trends. It sounds like they're making stuff and incorporating their strengths into some modern sounds. Okay. It's almost as if they got producers that wanted to work with them and not, like, put them in a position that they didn't want to be in. The whole time, they sound like the Backstreet Boys. In no way does any of it sound forced. I'm specifically saying these words because we are going to talk about a record... By somebody who hasn't been in the limelight for a while, that used to have a pop career, where it definitely does sound forced. But before we get to that... Uh, you got to talk about Florida Georgia Line. I'm going to talk about some Florida Georgia Line. Alright, tell me about the, the, the barrier between two states. Okay, so, <laughs> just north of Florida is <laughs> yes. a state called Georgia. Uh-huh. And that state... between the state, two of them? Well, between them, there, there is this line. <laughs> yeah, what's it called? Well, it's called Can't... Can't say ain't country. Okay, it's a terrible name. It is, but <laughs> so you so Florida Georgia Line. Can they say they're not country? They can't. Well, they they can. Okay. So Florida Georgia Line is weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. Okay, so yes, they're in the country genre, genre, but their biggest hit is that BB Rexa song. Yeah, which, which is, is basically the, a pop. Song. It's a pop song. So they're kind of towing this. Yeah. Line <laughs> of Florida, Florida and line. Georgia of country and pop of hey, good and bad. Florida pop because it's got pitbull in it. Like I don't. I guess. I guess. It Wait, was to. that the plan the whole time? <laughs> was that were they trying to be a pop crossover thing? And is that why they're called that? Mind blown. I don't know. Mind I don't know. It just blew my own mind. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so how is? Can't say I ain't country. Um. This so the first single off the song off this album is called Simple S I M P L E. It's as simple as can be. Okay. Um, that and, already sounds terrible. Well, that's actually a line in this <laughs> song. I know that's what I'm saying. That sounds terrible. Yes. Well, this whole out al- like the first chunk of this album is pretty much that they took the BB Rexa biggest hit and basically. Double down? Double down on that kind of sound. And you it's, figured they would. I figured they would. I, but And then I heard Simple. I was like, okay, this is catchy. But the rest of the album is pretty much a variation of that. And nothing really yeah. new, nothing really exciting. It sounds like a lot of singer-songwriter. Not like the big band uh, that they kind of are, I want to say. Especially since I saw him last year at Stagecoach. Okay, that's fair. That's where I'm going off of here yeah. as my barometer of the line between Florida and Georgia. Uh-huh. That I saw them in concert, and that concert was excellent. Like, I expected nothing from them and got totally blown away by their sound. Yeah. Because they have hits. But then I realized that these hits come out of tons of albums and not specifically like. <laughs> We made this record album with yeah. five hits. They are not... They are a singles group. They are oh. not an album group. Oh, yes. And you can tell by this album and by all their other albums that they definitely can make singles yeah, but and not really an that's, entire yeah, album. That's, that's, that's about it. Uh, but I would like to note one song on here that I thought was 
hilariously and great. It's called Colorado. Okay. It's about getting Rocky Mountain high. Okay. After a breakup. Uh-huh. And it was just hilarious to listen to. And I hope... This thing will definitely not get readably because it's content. But right. if you're looking for a fun song to listen to, that's that's it out of this album. I, I can immediately think of one person who will absolutely enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles. Yep. <laughs> Especially since he's going to Denver. But you know, I'm sorry. You don't know. Um. <laughs> like how you immediately know what I, what I mean when I say Nick Foles. Yes. <laughs> uh. I don't actually know Nick Foles. I don't want it to sound like I know football quarterback Nick Foles. Well, no. I expect Nick Foles to actually go to Denver before, <laughs> before they cite Joe Flacco. Oh, but here we are. But here we are. But yeah. Very good sports. <laughs> yeah, okay, sports. so do you have anything to say about else to say about Florida Georgia Law? Uh, you can pass on this album. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you, yeah. anybody needs this. No, like like, like I said, Florida Georgia yeah. Line is a singles machine. They are, but not necessarily an album. All right. Okay, it's time. All right. So here, let me hold you down. <laughs> All right. While you try and talk about head, head above head water. Above water. So Avril Lavigne. Oh yes, I remember Avril Lavigne. You she was the punk right? princess, she right? She was a skater girl. Yes, and I said see you later until she came back because uh, she wanted my my girlfriend, or she said she could hey, be my hey, girlfriend. Hey, you, you. Yeah, she could be my girlfriend. Be your girlfriend. Well, those times are over. Oh, I know. Because Avril Lavigne is in the part of her career where she's trying to make a capital I important album. She's trying to prove to everybody that she can be a quote-unquote real artist, which I'm pretty sure she was originally, and she has nothing to prove here, but she did have kind of a life-altering, like, um, few years there, where she came back changed. And no, I'm not referencing the uh, internet conspiracy theory where she is dead and someone has taken her place. You're talking about the <laughs> I Married Nickelback lead singer. And I'm not Chad talking Kroger. about the Chad Kroger stuff. Oh. No, I'm talking about she was literally diagnosed with Lyme disease and basically had to figure out her life. Right. Um, so she kind of took stock and um, she says, this is this was her words, that her voice got stronger in the meantime and that she had to go back to recording music. Now, this is when she put out this single. Yeah. Head Above Water. And we covered this. We talked yeah. about this when it You're came like, out. Eh, this is a lot of... I said too much sauce, Avril. Yes, but it was definitely interesting enough yes. for me to actually want to listen to this album. But here's the catch. The whole thing is like that. And <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> it's... You're not Adele. I think the word I used when I was texting someone after I listened to it, I think I texted someone saying that I was baffled. <laughs> I am baffled by this. I was confused by what she's trying to do here. This is basically just Avril Lavigne trying to outsing herself with every single song. Which is funny, because I was waiting for her to jump back into the punk thing. No, it's what, very what, not that. Well, no, she did for one song. Right. But barely, though. Featuring Nicki Minaj. Yeah, yeah but you can even sick. count that. I thought that that sounded more like a solo career Gwen Stefani than it did... Classic Avril Lavigne. That sounded to me like we're going to remake Legally Blonde. Yeah. And this is the opening song for it. So the whole thing... So when I was listening to this thing, um, I imagined it on a scale 
from Kesha to Kelly Clarkson. That's not bad. What I mean currently. Okay. And what I mean by that is when Kesha put out Rainbow, her most recent album. Yes, not to get confused with Casey Musgrave's single Rainbow. She was in a similar place that Avril is in right now. She wanted to put out something that was a statement that is her taking ownership of her image and being like, this is who I am now. Avril's trying to do that, but it doesn't quite reach the quite level of quality that Kesha got to in that album. On the other side, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson is on the other end because she is also trying to reshape her image, but she knows very much that she is also a mom and that she has now graduated to a certain like part of radio that's not necessarily getting pop play. She is no longer trying to play for the pop the, radio the, stations. The, the, the top 40. She's no longer trying to do that. She has found her niche in making kind of more balladry, like more like mature music. And we noted this when we listened and covered yes. her album. So Avril's problem is that she doesn't know exactly where she wants to be in that scale. She doesn't know how she gets very, very close to the Kelly Clarkson sound here. There are a lot of ballads on this album. Mm-hmm. For the first half of the record, I thought it was all out of ballads. <laughs> I got to the point where I was like, is this whole thing just Avril Lavigne singing love songs? Like, yeah. what is this? And then, like, they, but she doesn't, like I said, she doesn't quite nail the I'm having fun with this thing that Kesha did so effortlessly on Rainbow. It's somewhere floating in the middle, and I don't like it. I didn't like it at all. I was confused by it because, like I like I mentioned, Avril Lavigne to me mm-hmm. is the pop, is the punk princess. Yeah, and she's not. And that this yet. is not no. that. This is none of that. This is, but this is her, balloting. This is her mm-hmm. going on long runs, going yeah. on the hook, yeah, going on these unnecessarily straining yeah. vocals, which that at times I will say at times they sound good. Yes. She has a good voice. If this proves anything, it proves that her voice has improved yes. and that she can do these songs. The problem is, is that the songs are not good enough to make that matter, and thus it means nothing. The, the songs themselves <laughs> are not tailored to no. Avril Lavigne. And they're not good. They're just not good. I don't remember a single one of them except for the Nicki Minaj one because it's so stupid. It is. That's the thing. Is like That is not a good song, and that's why I remembered it. It's just, the rest is forgettable. This, I just don't understand what she's going for. Maybe Canada <laughs> will like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm not Canadian, who knows? I mean, I love you, Avril, but just, I just want to hear I'm with you over and over again. That's all I want to listen to, because the rest of this is unnecessary. <laughs> uh, Maybe complicated. All right. Well, it doesn't have to get too complicated. Why? 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 Hey, yeah, Avril, that's a good question for you. Why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? Yeah, I know. I see, I see the way you're <laughs> going and acting like yeah. this. But got you frustrated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. We're, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. Oh, no. Yes, we well, are no. done with music thoughts. Oh, we're not done with podcast. Oh, no. We, we have some video games to talk about now. We have video games to talk about. What's new this week? So, your new releases for upcoming video games. Uh, we have Anno 1800 for the PC. That's a strategy game. Dirt Rally 2.0. That's a racing game. For the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. We have The Lego Movie 2. 
Yes. Video final. game. I thought this was weird that this didn't come out end time with the movie. It's a week too late for some reason, yeah. but here it is. Uh, for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, yep. this is your tie-in game. I do want to note that Switch is not on here. It is getting a Switch version, but not until March 26th. Because reasons. Because people seem to, for some reason, delay Switch games yeah. a month after. I don't know why they do that. It just happens all the time. It's not that hard to port, is it? No, you wouldn't. Yeah, like, like two at the same time. It's got to be a marketing thing. I think so. Uh, we also have Outward for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. And Trials Rising for the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Yep. But none of that compares to the game being released this week. Yep. <sighs> yeah. So, if you thought Apex was the game everyone was playing, move out of the way. <laughs> well. For now. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> As Anthem, the long-awaited Anthem. Yeah. Uh, will be gracing store shelves and your teenager's computer, video game, console, TV. Or will it? And I say that because the word of mouth on this thing has been terrible. Nobody liked the beta. People got pissed at EA about the mm-hmm. weird, like, uh, when things were, like, when people got to play it thing. You had to look at a flowchart to find out yep. what tier of, like, price got you to play it early and which one you wear. You had to wait. And people that now are actually have their hands on the full game are also not liking it. It's looking bad. But it's been promoted. Yeah, it got promoted out the wazoo. It looked good at E3. I even said when we did yeah. our E3 podcast that I thought it looked really awesome. But this is, of course, EA we're talking yeah, about here. EA somehow managed to, in one week, somehow spoil all the goodwill that they had with Apex Legends. And now people are already against them again. Oh, uh, <laughs> but what a week it was. But what a week. <laughs> but what a week. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah, our early word about Anthem is that it's kind of trash, but we'll find out. Uh, I will redbox that if I can, because I am not going to buy that. I don't, I'm not going to spend any money on that either. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, it comes up for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Mm-hmm. All right. But we have actual news to get to. Before we, we have We have a couple thoughts. of video game news stories. And then we have some thoughts. We do have some thoughts. We have a couple of big ones. All right. So... Uh, first up, Fortnite, or more specifically, the Carlton Dance. Yes, yes. that dance. This is uh, yet another update on the uh, ongoing dance battle. Yep. So, uh, the dance uh, creator, Alfonso Ribeiro. Well, with an asterisk. We did mention this before, but technically, he didn't create the dance. Yes. We don't know that for sure. It could have been the creation of somebody on staff at Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Well, uh He's been denied a copyright for the Carlton Dance, yeah. uh, which, as we've mentioned plenty of time, is a focus of the Fortnite lawsuit yes. uh, against developer Epic Games uh, and uh, NBA uh, pu- NBA 2K16 publisher Take Two Interactive, where the, his dance also appears. Yep, uh, the denial from the U.S. Copyright Office was revealed uh, last week in a motion to dismiss uh, Ribeiro's lawsuit against uh, the two companies. Uh, the document stated that three moves that the three moves that make up the Carlton dance are a simple dance routine and not a piece of choreography. <laughs> so they're not protected under copyright law. So yeah, this further 
proves what we kind of already discussed about this, which was you can't copyright a dance move. Nope. You can't do it. People have tried. You can't do it. You can copyright entire works of choreography because that is different. But right. individual dance moves in the way that Carlton is trying to prove here cannot be copyrighted. And this does not bode well for Backpack Kid either. No, it doesn't. Because uh, that is an even simpler move. His case is probably even harder to prove. Yep. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There's not much to talk about here. It's just... No, it's just... They, they lost. It's just further proof that this is not going anywhere. Nope. Um, I mean, we'll try again in ten years. Yeah. Or, or something. <laughs> this will be relitigated at some point. Oh, it definitely will be. It's not... This is not the end of dances and video games. No, it's just no. the end of this period right. for it. Uh, speaking of this period... But the biggest video game news actually happened before we podcasted last week. I just did not have time to actually record it. Yes. So here it is. So, well, last week we briefly mentioned Nintendo had a Direct and that... Um, what were we talking still about? Still is true. It still is true. <laughs> oh yeah, the Zelda Link... Zelda, uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening... Was the big thing to come out of it? It was, but that wasn't the only thing to come out of so, it. So, real quickly, since we're on it, uh, let's explain what that is. Yes. It's a remake of Link's Awakening, which was originally a Game Boy game. Yes, uh, circa nineteen ninety-three-ish, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is getting a Switch remake. Uh, it will be fully three D, but in a art style that represents, um, I guess, portions of the original game's camera mode. Okay. So the Game Boy. Uh, uh, the, the, you could use the Game Boy Camera with the DX, which was the Game Boy Color re-release of Link's Awakening, mm-hmm. and you could take pictures. Like Link, essentially, before it was a selfie, could play take selfies. <laughs> um, and yeah, that that art style they're trying to replicate that look uh, in three D, and so it kind of has this plasticine kind of toy like look. Okay. So that's coming out uh, later this year. All right. Uh, Link's Awakening is one of the few Legend of Zelda games I have played. You have played Link's Awakening? Wow. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I emulated it, but don't... I won't tell anybody. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I don't want Nintendo to come down <laughs> suing me for well, it. I won't, I won't sue you. You're fine. All right. Anyways, Nintendo Direct, as we were talking about. Uh, well, other stuff happened. Other stuff happened. This is not noticed. a complete list, I want to say, uh, because there was too much stuff to write. Yes. So, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 will yes. be released this summer. Yeah, so... Uh, that is a Switch exclusive. So, yep, that's coming out uh, summer. Yep. Uh, Mario... Uh, Super Mario Maker 2... Got announced. Got announced. That is happening. So that's the sequel to Super Mario Maker, which was a Wii U game. This looks like to be pretty similar, where you're making Mario levels uh, and sharing them with friends. The difference is... How could you improve that, that? Well, here's how. You can improve it by adding new parts and pieces uh, to levels... That weren't in the first game, like slopes. You can have uh, slopes for Mario to go up and down. You also uh, things have been uh, uh, put in from the Super Mario 3D World games. Okay. For uh, one being the cat suit, where you can climb walls with the Mario characters. Huh. So uh, this will, like the first game, have uh, different styles. So you can do like the 8-bit style to the Super Mario World style to Super Mario uh, a new Super Mario Brothers style. Uh, presumably the Nintendo Online uh, section, uh, stuff now will make it easier than ever to share stuff with friends uh, because there's already an ecosystem now on the Switch. Okay. And yeah, it looks really cool. And you'll be able to uh, use um, uh, it in the handheld mode to do touchscreen things. Presumably there will be radial menus if you want to create uh, when the system is docked. Okay. So yeah, it seems cool. 
But I'll, I'll check this out now that I have a system that can run it. But when will they implement a, an Odyssey mode where I can do 3D levels? <laughs> Not yet. No 3D <laughs> levels yet. These are all side-scrolling. Okay. Yeah. Um, other stuff that got announced. Fire Emblem, colon, Three Houses uh, will launch in July. So this had been announced. This is when we're finally yeah. getting a release. Release. Maybe they'll stick with it. Because, as we all know, Yoshi's Crafted World has been delayed several times. But it's finally coming out. We actually have a release date. Soon. March 29th. March 29th. Also, I don't have it here, but if you want to try it, there is a demo on the Nintendo Store for free right now. Did you try it? I have not yet. Okay. Uh, I was too busy playing one of the games I'll talk about later. Yeah, of course on you my were. Switch. So I did not try it, but yes, Switch owners can go check out uh, Yoshi's Crafted World now. Alright. Um, we also mentioned Link's Awakening and a new uh, Platinum Games title. That's Platinum Game Studio. Yes. A title called Astral Chain. Astral Chain. So all we know Whatever about this, this one, we saw some uh, footage. It looks like a Platinum game. Okay. And they are known for, of course, Bayonetta and uh, other such character action games. Uh, but yeah, uh, it looks like it has something to do with Ninja Cops. Ninja Cops. Ninja Cops. Okay, I'm intrigued. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Seems cool. That's, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there was other stuff, a little small stuff as well, uh, but these were the big hits. Okay. So yeah, big, yeah. Uh, pretty good uh, direct, if I say so. Yeah. Thoughts? Before we get to your actual thoughts, do you have any other tidbits or uh, one thing that I did write down that I do want to mention before we move on? Uh, GDC is coming up. Uh, that's the Game Developers Conference, yes. and there is a very unique keynote that's going to happen that some people. Uh, are spreading a lot of potentially large rumors about Google. Okay. Google, not a company that you necessarily think about when you think about video games, is doing a keynote presentation at GDC. People really? are wondering what this means. Why would Google yes. be interested in a game developers conference? Game developers yeah. People conference. People are split about this. Some people think it's something small. Uh, like they could just be talking about how they're doing a bigger initiative about their game, mobile game stuff, and that. Well, that's yes, all this Google, is. I'm talking to you. Other people think <laughs> that it's about like a box that could be a streaming box potentially, or maybe streaming service for video games uh, that would already work with their streaming devices such as Chromecast. And then, of course, the usual rumor is: Are they getting into the like console space? And some people are even going that far and being like, they're going to Microsoft on us and put out a box. I don't think that's true. I think it's somewhere probably closer to, like, streaming service. So when people say games, that's usually what they think of yeah. is console games. But it could be literally anything. But there's an even bigger game market out there. Yeah. Mobile games. Right. So and that's where I think Google's yeah. going to come in and be like, we, like, mobile games are huge. We have a platform. Yeah. And they're essentially a console for phone consoles. That being if you want to said, say that. though, that being said, though, I think that if they they also have the infrastructure, if they really, really wanted to get in before all the rest of the companies get in on a really big major streaming service, they would be the ones who could do it. Well, yeah, they have the infrastructure yeah, to so do I'm, it. So I'm kind of split. It could be mobile related. It could be streaming related. But it's one of those two things. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll find out, I think, next week. Uh, yeah, Game Developers Conference. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, 
Okay. Um, I have no other tidbits. No other tidbits. So uh, let's move into thoughts then. Do you before I talk about the games I played? Did you play any games? I didn't have a chance to play any games this weekend. I have nothing uh, but chances to play <laughs> games. Um. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, I played Jackbox with my friends. That's oh, always fun. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, it was post NASCAR, so we were all shooting on each other. Oh yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, but there's uh, not Jackbox is an old game. Yes, we have games that came out we this have last brand week. new hot games. All right, about. so give me a hot take on the hot game this week. Well, I have two games. Which one do you want to hear about? Do you want to hear about the Xbox One game or the Switch game? Well, first, let's talk about the Switch game because I. Yes. I saw you playing a lot oh, of this. It's and I saw yeah. you not winning a lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, not winning does not give me, does does a pretty big disservice here because the game I played, I played a battle royale game, <laughs> which is surprising because it's also Tetris. <laughs> Spoiled it. Because I played a battle. The only battle royale game you could ever get me to play is this game, Tetris ninety nine, which we talked about briefly last week. One of the things that came out of the Nintendo Direct, it is free for people who have a Switch and have the online service, Nintendo's online service. If you have that, you can download it. It is free. It is exactly what it sounds like. You are playing Tetris against 99 people. Oh. Or you are, I guess, one of 99 people playing Tetris all against each other. Okay. And I mean against each other. If you've ever played competitive Tetris, you know garbage blocks happen if you are doing well. And they get shot to your opponent. How Tetris 99 works is you are playing a game of Tetris at the same time as everybody else. Garbage blocks do happen. But you actually get to choose strategically who you send of the 99 people your garbage to. So you do this either manually. You can move the left stick on the Switch controller to target any one of the little boxes that you see (laughs) playing Tetris to the left or right of you. Or you can be a little bit more strategic and be like, I want to send garbage to people who are attacking me, like who are sending garbage at me. Or I want to send garbage to people who are almost out to KO them. Mm -hmm. Or I want to send garbage to random people. Or I want to send garbage to people who are getting a lot of KOs or badges. You earn badges for KOs. All of this leads to, of course, the last one standing. When you get KO'd, you are out. And this goes on throughout. When the game hits 50 people remaining, it speeds up. That's when you get your speed up. Yay. Speeds up a second time when there are 10 people remaining. And that's when it gets hardcore. When you get to 10 people, then everybody's going for KOs. And everybody is getting those badges. Those badges, by the way, also are incentivized because if you get more KOs, your badges then multiply the amount of lines of garbage that you're actually sending to your opponents. So that's what makes it even more hardcore. Not only is it getting faster, but your opponents are getting more and more lines of garbage to throw at you, meaning that you could potentially even be maybe halfway through your Tetris board, Mm -hmm. get hit by one bit of garbage, instantly get KO'd. Yep. So that's why getting number one is incredibly difficult. I have been in second place now, I want to say about eight times. Oh! I have never won. Um, other games, I get all the way down to eliminating like round 50 or 30 because it really all depends on who you're against. And that, of course, is, like most online matchmaking, 
random. You don't know whether the out amongst the 99 whether there's going to be a, a hot shot Tetris player who's really really good who's going to specifically take you out because they can. I'm not saying that you will ever be able to squint like tight enough to see exactly who is almost being like out, but you could in theory see like oh this person looks like they're almost out. I'm going to move my thing reticle over here while I'm playing Tetris and take them out. You may need a bigger screen than just the handheld. Yeah, I haven't. Pl- I've only played it um, uh, portable. I actually have not played this docked yet. I wonder if that would make a difference. If I actually would be looking more on the side of my screen to see if I could take anybody out. That's potentially true for people with large screens. They could. I've only been playing handheld, so I can't tell you. Okay. But it's a lot of fun. I've been loving it. It's a great deal if you already have the online service, which probably a lot of you who bought Super Smash Brothers do. So this is a perfect kind of thing to, to bring you back to your Switch. It definitely has worked for me. And uh, it's a good compliment, I think, to Tetris Effect. Because Tetris Effect, the one thing it didn't have was a multiplayer mode. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a really, really good like companion piece in a way. Where it's like, I'll play some te- Tetris 99 to get my competitive Tetris on. Play some Tetris Effect to get my like zone out Tetris on. It's very, very good. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird how Tetris, Tetris you know, so this old game Tetris, yeah. it's simple. Blocks, clear lines, but it's evolved with the times. It really, really has. It really has. And it's such a Nintendo thing to do, too, to like be like, yeah, we're pretty good at Battle Royale. It's Tetris. <laughs> now, what's going to happen with the game once there's not 100 people all playing at the same time? That's a good question. So the game will go... If it doesn't get 99 people within a certain cutoff. I have not had that happen to me, but I'm sure that that's built so that way in the future, say, if there's 25 people on Tetris, you can still play Tetris against 25 people. Okay. But it is. I'm getting full games every single time at this point. All right. I wonder if, like, there's AI just to fill it out or if it's actually... They could do that. ...all people. But I don't think they have been yet. Okay. Well, you know, it's a new game. They wouldn't have a need to. So we'll see what happens as as, as the years go. All right. But I haven't just been playing that. All right. So you've uh, tasted the crack. The crack. Damn. And I'm down. You're, you're down. You're, you're not. You're down. You're down. You're down. <laughs> you're going to triple down this thing. you triple down because it's Crackdown 3. Okay. All right. So, Mr. Terry Crews, how is your game? So Terry Crews is in this game. That is the best part about this game. Is that the only best part about this game? Uh... Okay, I'm kind of being I'm kind of being facetious here. Crackdown three is complicated to talk about because depending on the person you are, this will either be exactly what you want it to be, or it will be incredibly disappointing. Right now, the game is kind of getting trashed on review wise. It is not getting that great of of a reaction. I think people were expecting it to be a lot more than it is. And I am partially on that side. I say partially because I, too, was a little underwhelmed with the package. Um, It is incredibly similar to Crackdown 1. It takes not, like, only a couple of the things that were in Crackdown 2 because, if you remember correctly, people had the same reaction to Crackdown 2. People were not into it. So with Crackdown 3, they haven't learned anything. (laughs) <laughs> it is very similar in vibe to, hey, we put out a sequel to Crackdown. It has 
the things that you want in a crackdown game, your agility orbs, your jumping tall buildings, your beating up bad guys, all that's in this game. What it doesn't have is a lot of surprises, and what it doesn't have is a narrative that matters. It doesn't have all the things that people had on their wish list about what they wanted Crackdown 3 to ultimately be. What well, do you think people were expecting at not just like an HD release of Crackdown 2? Because it's been literal years. It has been, get this, this is fun math. It's been 13 years since Crackdown 1. It has been 9 years since Crackdown 2. So, it's been a Kingdom Hearts worth yeah. of waiting for Crackdown 3. It's been a long time. It's been a while. It's been a while. So, yeah. Uh, so, they, the only reason why this matters is because open world games like Crackdown have evolved a lot since Crackdown 2 even came out. Especially since Crackdown 1. You've seen the superpower open world game been done now several times and way better than Crackdown 1. You're Both looking at infam- you, Saints Row. All three infamous games have happened since then. Uh, um, Saints Row 4 has happened since then. Yep. All of those games did superpower open world better than Crackdown 1 even did. They've inc- they improved on them in several ways. Crackdown 3 doesn't learn from any of those games. In fact, it feels like Crackdown 1 with a better physics engine, better graphics, and a little slightly better mission variety. The biggest problem with Crackdown 1 is that literally all you did was go and kill people. That, there were no other missions. There were also some side stuff that you could do, rooftop races and car races. But that is it. It was literally a game about collecting orbs and shooting or punching dudes. That's it. That was beginning and end of Crackdown 1. Crackdown 3 at least tries to like introduce, like, yes, ultimately you are going to have to shoot a dude. But before you shoot a dude... Here are some dude-infested areas where you have to like do certain like shut down certain valves, blow up certain canisters, uh, climb certain towers. There's things built around um, the missions that it's not just show up, shoot this dude. But that does happen. Uh, so yeah, there's boss battles per se. There's a big mech fight at one point. Uh, there, like I haven't finished it, I should say. So I don't know if there's stuff I haven't seen. I've done most of the game, and that's pretty much it. Say so you at this point, you've seen most of the game. You've done most of the game. Yeah. Repeating missions. It's, yeah, it's pretty much variety. A, there's a lot of repetition in this game. Expect to do the same kind of mission over and over and over again. Oh, I have to go here and shut down this this mining operation by shooting all the glowy points on the side of this this robot. You do that five times. Oh, I have to go and shut down all these valves. You do that five times. Oh, I have to go here, beat all those robots until the big robot appears, and then kill the robot, and then you do that five times. It is that kind of game. Okay, so you're saying all this, mm-hmm. and when I hear open-world superhero game, the one that comes to mind is the most recent one, mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Yeah. Also, Let's compare those Spider-Man two. happened, which makes this game look incredibly light in comparison. Spider-Man is able to do superhero open world at the same time as having a story that matters. At the same time of having a, a game world that probably is double in size the one that Crackdown 3 has. And Spider-Man came out, like, months ago. And yeah, Spider-Man is still new and has... 
plenty of stuff for you to do in it. Like they just did their DLC in October or uh, December. And yeah, and and it does yeah. still do the things that Crackdown One did well. You're still going around getting orbs. The only problem is it doesn't do it as well as Crackdown One did. The orbs, agility orbs, are disappointing. There's not enough of them. They're tucked away in weird spaces. They're not where you think they were would be, like the way that the first game taught you they would. Hmm. Uh, it's disappointing in almost every single way that a Crackdown game should be. However, I can't stop playing it. However, you are <laughs> addicted to this game. I am having a lot of fun with it. And okay. that's the thing. That's why I led with the, the, the negative stuff. Because, yeah, it's not good. I'm going to go up here and tell you, this is not a good game. Because it's like Crackdown. And, yeah, Crackdown was a thing that was good because of the time and place that it came out. People were dying for Xbox 360 games in 2006. People wanted the beta, the Halo 3 beta that was on the disc of Crackdown 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you believe that? That's how old this game is. Uh. And so there was a time and place where the Crackdown formula of getting orbs and shooting dudes wasn't enough. 2019, that is not enough anymore. But it's still a loop that I really like. And I didn't realize how much I liked it until a week ago when I said I had played Crackdown 1 briefly. And it reminded me, oh, this still totally works. This game, this game is still addic- is addictive to me. And Crackdown 3, because it's so close to that, I still am having a lot of fun with that loop. And I don't mind as much how repetitive it is because I like games like that. I like games where I can zone out and just kind of do the same thing over and over again. So yeah, I played in the first day that I played it. I played it for, I want to say, five to six straight hours. Okay. I spent a whole day playing that game. I just didn't want. I didn't want to stop. And I was, the the carrot on the stick of improving the character was enough where I didn't get tired of it. And so yeah, um, so it's it's something that I have a hard time recommending. So, if you're a fan of Crackdown... Yeah, but even if you're a fan of Crackdown, though, I think you'll be severely disappointed by this package. Is that just because games have come out since that have done have everything done better? better? Yeah. And that's why I, I can't recommend you spend money on this. So, even though you've had fun with it... Yeah. I don't want anybody to spend any cash on this. However, if you have Game Pass, and I do have Game Pass... You don't have to spend any additional money on this because you already have this game. Okay. Uh, one quick thing, though. Uh, I did not try the multiplayer mode. There is a multiplayer mode that is a competitive multiplayer thing that actually has a damage model in it. So it puts you in a different map uh, where you're fighting against uh, other people in kind of like a kill-confirmed kind of style. Uh, but uh, the walls like, will, and ceilings can break in certain places. And it, and it, hmm. it uses, quote... The cloud, unquote, on the Microsoft server, servers, which is something that they touted about the release of Crackdown three years ago, um, to ma- maintain the same uh, destruction over the entire ten people that are playing. Hmm. So technically impressive, sure, but it doesn't seem that fun, so I have not played it. Okay. But yeah, I just want to briefly mention that, yeah, I didn't touch that, but it doesn't seem like something I would enjoy. All right. So yeah, Crackdown, I don't know, it's Crackdown, so you know exactly what this thing is. But, yeah, you might not like it. Okay. Still want it. So, fans of Crackdown, yay. Everyone Maybe else, yay. there's... Everyone else, pass. There's, there's other, other things other to play game. right now. 
Does it feel like they kind of like just put this out there? Yes, like, I think they like put we, it out. We, 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 we spent enough time on this, just give it what you have. I think it had such a tumultuous development, like that they were at this point, they were just like, we just need to put this out on a pro- as a project, as a product on shelves because otherwise it would just be another huge canceled project, project like they had with Scalebound, mm. and they couldn't afford, to, they can't afford to do that now. Ooh. Yeah. Does this feel like a Duke Nukem Forever type of situation? No, because it wasn't as long, and also the stakes were lower. Okay. Everybody kind of knew that this was what this was going to be. It's just that people kind of hoped that it would be better. Okay. Nobody knew what Duke Nukem Forever would be, and it ended up sucking more than anybody <laughs> could have totally told it would. So yeah, different situations. Okay. Well... That does it for us. That's Crackdown. And that's video games. Uh, and that's, that's, and that's the Media Vote podcast. podcast. So let's plug away here. Let's plug away. This has been the Media Vote Podcast. If you want to see us live, we're live on Wednesday nights. P- around 6-ish Pacific time. Uh, so check us out on YouTube if you want to watch the live stream. You just search YouTube for uh, Media Vote Podcast and you'll find us. You can also catch the audio version of our podcast as well on services such as Apple Podcasts, just search Media Boat Podcast as well, as well as other places that have the Apple Podcast-based RSS feed. You can find us as well. Uh, just search Media Boat. Uh, you can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter, at Media Boat Cast. We're on Facebook, Media Boat Podcast. Find our page and like it. Uh, you can also find us on Twitch.tv when we're streaming video games. I'm sure you'll be streaming something else soon. Um... That's twitch.tv slash mediaboat. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, if you want to help us uh, with money, you can donate on patreon.com slash mediaboat uh, and help us out with a little as little as a dollar a week. Dollar a month. Oh, sorry, a dollar a month. That little amount can even help us out. So please do. That's it. So we'll see you guys next week for another episode. Yep. Uh, next week we will have our Academy Awards wrap up yeah. of what won what we'll didn't won what won we may be playing some anthem if i can get yeah, my hands on it maybe anthem, please you play that i don't want to okay. <laughs> i don't want any part of that uh but yeah, yeah. that'll right. be it yep all right tune in next week until then we have other episodes if you want to listen to that otherwise we will see you all and next week check out our oscar prediction podcast as well yes we I have that that's up right now yep okay Bye.